Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and I am flying solo tonight for an awesome podcast, guys. I'm super excited for it. Um, I want to set the scene for you a little bit. I am out here at Turkey Camp. First time I can say that because all my hunts in the past for turkey have been local. But today, this weekend, I am doing something different, um, and I'm beyond stoked for it. So set the scene for you guys. I am in the duck bus, or the turkey bus, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I am in a hardwood forest right now on, on private property. My buddy John is going to meet me here. This is actually his property. He's got a little camp up here, um, his his camp up north with a woods, and... Uh, a sweet setup for turkey. So he's actually already been out on opener last weekend and he filled his tag, but he extended the offer to me and I'm super excited to take him up on it and get after these turkey. Um, but yeah, we're in the bus right now. I'm in the bus. I'm in the bus by myself and uh, I got the fire roaring. Let me see if I can get the microphone close enough to this. You guys can hear it too. Ooh, that's hot. That's hot. That fire is rolling. Supposed to get down to a uh, low of 39 tonight, so get that. 37, sorry. A low of 37. No, that's not what it says. Oh, yes, it is. A low of 37 tonight. So having the fire in the duck bus is going to come in handy. Um, But, you know... I figured this would be a great time for a turkey episode. Um, Guys, you know that we do 99.9% of our content is duck hunting. Every once in a while, we might talk about dove hunting. Or I think we've done a turkey episode maybe two or three years in the past. But, man, i got to say that I've got the itch for turkey um, like I've never had it before. So super excited about it. Have some great opportunity this year. Um, to get out there for our local tags. Um, so I want to share with you guys um, the success we've had, the story from it. Um, so it all starts with scouting and actually property acquisition, um, all that kind of stuff that goes into the stuff before the hunt. And this year, man, I worked my tail off. Um, I don't even know how many hours I spent after work driving around four or five hours knocking on doors and trying to get new locations and really it was some tough going um but i ended up adding two new spots um and then a third new spot i actually got because a family member um bought a piece of property and so uh we got dibs on that that was awesome so um found the turkey over there had some trail cams running did a lot of window time glassing them and was able to uh, pretty well figure out what they're doing. Um, and you know, that's kind of what it takes with Turkey getting out there a little bit and, 
and figuring out what they're doing, trying to pattern them. Um, and that first day, we went out there. It was me and my dad. We set up in a tent. Um, and I guess I should give you the layout. So we hunted. Um, it's my brother-in-law's sister's property. Uh, the new, and we got it new this year. So uh, first time we could turkey hunt it. Um, the layout of the land is, I believe, it's about a 70-acre field. And um, from that, there's a 30-acre woods. So it's actually surrounded by some pretty good turkey uh, habitat, which, um, you know, really is, is great. It's right there, um, turkey goblin and all the properties around it. Well, not all of them, but a, a lot of them. Um, so it puts us in a good spot. But that woods is tucked over to uh, one corner, and in the back, there's the woods kind of makes a horseshoe shape, which will come important later on in the story. And then the front, um, and there's 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 one woods, and the best way to describe it is they're almost like two ecosystems because there's an old railroad track that runs right through the woods, hardwood forest. You know that's where the turkeys are going to roost. Um, and so it's almost like two different forests right there. That railroad track, it's an old railroad track. It's like 10 feet tall. It's buried in earth and rock, dirt. Um, and it's been buried so long that there's like full grown trees. So I don't know, 30, 40 years ago plus they buried this railroad track. It goes right through the middle of this woods and, um, it just creates two different types of woods. One has thick underbrush, um, and on hardwood trees the other side has hardwood trees but almost no underbrush it's a lot um soggier moist soil uh you know you're gonna sink in when you walk certain places so for whatever reason that's like the split of the two different woods there um and so the first day or the day before season i went out and scouted it and i saw about 15 to 20 turkey in that meadow. I call it the meadow, the meadow side of the woods, um, because it has big, clear openings um, that where the trees don't grow because of how soggy it gets. But everywhere else, there's uh, big, tall trees. So anyways, they roost right on the trees, right around the trees on the ridge, and they can fly either way. They can fly into the meadow or into the woods. So the first day I went out there and scouted, or the day before season, not the first day, the, the day before season I went out there and scouted, and I saw them 6.45, shooting light was 6.30. They were already out of the trees by the time I got there, and they were in that meadow. So I'm like, bingo, watched them for like an hour and a half, and they just stayed in there, chilled, did their thing. The toms puffing up, strutting around, drumming their wings, and it was it was a beautiful sight. So um, told my dad, called my dad while I was sitting there, said, hey, man, I got the birds on lockdown. Let's go set up. Opening day, we... Uh, we uh, formulated our plan. Um, the birds left, did their normal middle, middle of the day thing. I came back there and set a tent up in there when there was no birds in there. We left, came back the next. Actually, I came back that night, and honestly, I was a little worried because no birds. I couldn't see any birds coming to the roost. I, I expected to be able to see them coming to that meadow, um, but I didn't. So we still stuck with that plan. I just figured that they roosted in a spot, or hoped anyway. I hoped they figured that they were roosting in a spot that that wasn't where I could see. So we get in there, and I'm honestly I'm just a little nervous because I didn't see the birds coming to roost. But we're setting up. We're in the tent. Got in there as silent as possible, and ready to go. And then bam! About about exactly at shooting light. 
um, they just started going off. And we heard one, we heard two, we heard three, we heard four. And then right in a tree, I mean, 50 yards away from us, just hammering, super loud. And my dad actually spots him outside the tent up in a tree. I mean, just right there. All he's got to do is pitch down on our side of the ridge into the meadow, how they were the day before, and we're golden. And this guy is just hammering away. Um, and, I mean, I think we we might have heard like six toms in our woods, maybe four toms, a couple jakes, um, <laughs> you know, the old jake gobble where it's just not um, – it's like a jake. It's like a tom in puberty. He's almost there, but that gobble's just a little, uh, little off. Um, but either way, I mean, we're riding the action. We can hear turkeys on other neighboring properties, and they were just fired up on Indiana opener. Um, so they stayed in the tree for a while. We gave them a, some, we gave them some calling, um, nothing too crazy. Just trying to let them know we were there, let them see our decoys. But, uh, slowly but surely all the turkeys pitched down away from us into the thicker woods on the opposite side of the railroad tracks from us. So, um, you know, huge bummer, but we're, I mean, we're calling and they are just, hammering back at us for i mean a good hour and a half they're in that other woods and they won't come up that that railroad track they just won't um they could maybe they do at some point but they just kept hammering walking up and down it walking up and down it nothing um we heard multiple groups of turkey walking through there i mean just not just one flock um there was a couple uh flocks in there one worked through there, and then they worked away. And as they're working away, another pair comes through, and they're hammering at us. But they won't come over the ridge either. And I think part of that is that the meadow used to be a cow pasture, and there's still the fence up. And it's still in good enough condition they can't get through the fence. It can't get get around it, so they'd have to fly. Um, and I just I guess that prevents them from wanting to come over there. It's enough that they're, they're not going to put in that extra effort. So... Um, maybe something in former years, if we're allowed to, uh, we will take that fence down. I don't know. Just an idea. Um, even then with that big ridge, I don't know if they would come over, come over it. So that's, that's something we'll have to learn, learn from on that. But, uh, anyways, we're about ready to pack up and we hear another Tom goblin and coming. So we quick jump the fence, climb over the ridge and set up on trees in that forest on that side. And he's gobbling, we're calling, he's gobbling, we're calling. And sure enough, he passes us, oh, about 100 yards to our um, west. And then he just keeps on going. So then we jump back to the meadow side and try to pull him into the meadow. Um, but he's he's not coming to us. He's just He calls back every time we're calling to him, but we couldn't we couldn't get where he was going in time to, to pull him uh, close enough for us to get a shot. So uh, then again, the same thing happens. Another Tom's coming. Um, we give it one more shot, and again, he kind of he doesn't work close enough to us for us to get a shot. So, um, I mean, we're super excited because this is a new spot. We had tons of action, tons of calling, and trying to work in multiple sets. Super cool, but it just didn't pan out. So, um, you know, maybe just a tad bum, but we're like, okay, we still got, I think we got good options coming back here um, and still getting the job done. So, um so that's what we do. We, we decide to pack up. Don't want to get too aggressive on the opening day. We'll go ahead and get ready for the next day. So 
do some rounds. I move some trail cameras around. I don't know how many of you guys use trail cameras for turkeys, but I think it's fun. Um, I don't know how much it actually helps or hurts or whatever. I mean, it doesn't hurt, but um, how much it really helps. I guess it does. Uh, I got some of those cellular cameras, so I'm getting text messages. It's just it's just fun. Um, not only that, but it does help uh, seeing, seeing where they're at and not having to worry about going in there and scaring them off. Um, super non-invasive way of getting your scouting done. So anyways, um, we make the plan for the next day. I move some of my trail cameras around so we can get some, some good insight on from where we heard them that day and, and getting a good, a, a good idea what to do the next day. We move another tent into position on that backside of the thicker hardwood forest into what I call the, the shoehorn. So the shoehorn is where the woods just it makes the shape of a shoehorn, a little tucked away area. And it seemed like a lot of the turkey activity from that day was crossing through there or crossing close to there. So uh, we went ahead and put that tent up um, right there in the shoehorn. Shoehorn. The horseshoe. Sorry, I don't know how many times I said that wrong. It's the horseshoe. <laughs> the horseshoe uh, part of that pasture. Um, and went to went to bed. We went or went to work. No, I don't remember. Yeah. Had work that day, getting it all mixed up. Went to went to work, got done, went to bed, came back the next day, and again walked in silent all the way to the tent. And man, um, when the birds first started hammering off, uh, it was a lot more silent, a lot uh, a lot less quantity of calls. There were still toms calling. I think we had uh, again two to three toms in there and um, a couple jakes. Um, squealing as well, trying to gobble. Um, so again, we're in the we're in the game. We're in the game. We're in the shoehorn. Um, dang it, shoehorn. Uh, horseshoe. We're in the horseshoe pasture and in the tent, just waiting. And sure enough, it's probably about an hour in, and just calling. They're calling back, and they just won't come up to uh, the pasture. They're just staying right in the woods. I mean, less than a hundred yards away from us. We can't see them because it's such thick underbrush. But it is just killer. So. Um, the next thing that happens is we see a Tom and a Jake and a hen pushing through the pasture away from us. And so, um, and at that same time, the Tom that we'd been working in the woods works below us through the hardwood forest and out into the neighbor's property. So filling all of our hope dwindle away after calling back and forth for an hour, you know, I tried everything from calling, um, you know, every time they called it us to being silent, to, um, just giving some soft calls, just a, a range of everything and nothing really seemed to change the way that they wanted to do it. So finally that Tom, like I said, he walked off onto the neighbor's property, not too far away from us still, maybe still a hundred yards away, but walking away. And then we look across the, the field and we see through the tall grass, we see the Tom and the Jake and hens walking away from us. So I'm like, all right, it's time to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, they're walking away. Let's see if I can turn them. So I just start calling as hard as I can. Um, every turkey call I know how to make, I'm running through the line. Um, and <laughs> they, they, they stop, they gobble, they look at us, but then again, they just keep walking. Um, but in the meantime, so I'm trying to turn this group with the Jake and the Tom 
and the hens around and bring them towards us in the tent. That's what my goal is. But in the meantime, the Tom that walked off the property was walking away from us. I mean, he gets fired up. And then there's another Tom on the neighboring property that gets fired up. So we're like in the middle of these two Toms that start getting fired up from my more aggressive calling, which uh, was surprising. It felt like a kind of a last resort to start calling that much. But then again, they started gobbling back at each other. And I'm calling in the middle, and then that Tom comes back on our property. But he's still in that woods. We can't pull him out of that woods. He's just walking forth, back and forth along that railroad track, um, below it, not on top of it, but below it on our side of the ridge. And sure enough, I keep doing that, and I give one more call, just a light call, and bam, just like thunder. I mean, he is right on the edge of the woods, coming in the field. When he did that, I knew he was coming in. I knew he was coming in the field because that call was right on top of us, 45 yards. And I look right where he's coming, and I see that Tom peek through the grass and right coming straight for us. And at that point, it's like the adrenaline it just kicks in to full drive. And he sees our decoys. I got them set up with the hen on the ground and the quarter jake on top in the mating position. And that Tom sees it, and he's like, uh-uh, not in my house. And he just charges the decoy, gets over there, poofs up, does the circle. And, uh, you know, we wait for the perfect shot. He fans up and just starts wailing our decoys <laughs> and uh dad raises up right at the perfect time and drops them so uh we both were hooting and hollering i don't know if i've ever been that excited about a turkey hunt i don't think i was i think the the uh part about it that was just so exciting i mean even i don't think i've ever been as excited about a turkey i didn't shoot too so um dad had been on a little bit of a cold streak the last few seasons and uh, we just felt like the hope was dwindling away, being that close to the action first thing in the morning, two mornings in a row, and then seeing that dwindle away or feeling it kind of going out of grasp. And then the calling and really communicating with that Tom, you know, I, it, it, just in a, a different way. It was just it was just awesome feeling like that had um, something to do with pulling him back in and uh, and just seeing him do that and, and rush in and the adrenaline rush and then circling around i mean gave us the perfect show um and then dad just dropped him with one shot right right through the right through the neck dropped him um and it was awesome so we got up there and it was just a boss tom it was a beast um it had an inch and a quarter spurs ten and a half inch beard its snoot was long and it's just a big mature turkey what you always dream about shooting and i was so happy for dad and such a fun hunt. I mean, such a fun hunt. So super cool. Um, but yeah, I will share with you guys a little bit more of my story. But before that, let's get a quick word from our partners. So first off, I'd like to thank OnX. Thank OnX. Like I was talking about, guys, all the turkey hunting preparation I've been doing. Been dropping pins, finding locations of landowners. And I'm able to go knock on the door. And that's how I got those two permissions. It might have took me three days of five hours of driving around to get two more permissions. But... It's, you know, if you get one like we got, which I didn't get that from the Onyx, but you very well could. And I did get another awesome property that you guys are going to hear about here in a minute. It just can increase your chances of having success in the hunt. And having success is just, just makes your hunts a lot more fun. So check them out, guys. Onyx, 
in the palm of your hand. You're getting that permission. You're looking at landowners all right there, and it's great for the hunter. So also like to give a big thanks to Bandit, Avery, and GHG. Um, guys, they have turkey hunting supplies. Uh, I've been wearing my full new obsession camo pattern from Bandit, um, and it's awesome for the turkey hunting. I got the vest. Um and all kinds of good turkey hunting stuff. So check them out, guys. All your turkey hunting supplies. You can get them right on Bandit. It's not just duck hunting. they got turkey, too. Um, also like to give a big thanks to Tetra. Tetra hearing. Um, guys, it's perfect for... Everything's perfect for, apparently, when I'm uh, <laughs> going through the partners. But um, it is our choice for uh, hearing protection. So uh, gone are the days when you have to use uh, those little orange things that you... You smash down and sham, jam into your ears. You can't hear nothing going on. Or, or bulky headphones. You can get, uh, I mean, they're essentially hearing aids designed for hunting. They block out the noise of, of your gun going off, but you can have them programmed by them at Tetra to still be able to hear the wavelengths of the animals going. So that's great. You still you hear your buddies talking, um, and you don't have to worry about the hearing loss. So check them out, guys. Uh, Tetra hearing, you won't regret it. Also, like to uh, give a quick mention to our Patreon that me and Elliot run. Um, thank all of you guys who are already over there. We got a bunch of you over there uh, supporting us on the Patreon. We got different tier levels of things to that can that uh, that we share extra from all our other content. Right now, we're dropping a video a week over there every Sunday. Um, some of our hunts from last year that didn't make the cut that haven't come out yet or just anything else in between. Um, but guys, we really appreciate you jumping over there. Also it's combined with the hunt stats. If you're in that $3 mark, you get the hunt stats for free as well. So check it out guys. It's patreon.com slash slash freelance duck hunting. Um, also like to give a big thanks to motion ducks. It's not duck hunting season right now, but, um, you know, it's a great time to go ahead and get one of those before it's season, before, uh, you know, before we get out there and do all the hunting. Uh, but it's perfect for those no-win days. It gives lifelike motion in the decoys, creates ripples. It is a jerk rig on steroid. steroids. I use both the regular and the ultimate. The ultimate's a little bit better, but if you have to be lightweight, maybe you're taking a kayak or something, or you're just really low on space for whatever you're doing, um, the regular works all right, you know, the ultimate's definitely better. So check them out, guys, uh, motionducks.com, and use code DUCKGUN2020 for 10% off and free shipping. All righty. Let's go ahead and talk some more turkey hunting. So um, something else I got for you guys uh, is, so after that, you know, dad's tagged out. So now we're to me. We're to me on the list here. So I went out this morning. So I took the day off work. I knew it was coming up here in Michigan, and I wanted to try out another one of my spots. Um, I went out there and scouted. It looked phenomenal. Uh, looked super, man, what's the term that people use instead of ducky? It looked very turkey. Turkey. It looked like great turkey habitat. Had a creek running through it, creek bottoms. I don't know if you call them creek bottoms. You call them river bottoms, but it has the same type of habitat, but on a smaller scale for a creek. Um, I could see turkey sign all over the place. Lots of turkey prints, and I just knew that uh, it's it's uh, it's going to be a good spot. So um, I wasn't able to get out for morning scouts because I actually got the permission. I, I I stopped by before season. They took down my number, and they didn't get back to me to the day after season. So um, 
I was able to go out there for the first time this morning. Um, so my plan was to get out there and be ready to go as first light hit. And sure enough, I was in position waiting and I heard him sounding off. So I went into the woods trying to get in a setup where I'd be close enough to intercept the turkeys as they came down from the roost. So um, sure enough, I get in there and um, I get set up on a tree and they're still just gobbling like crazy. And they're right on top of me. Um, Excuse me. I need to grab a drink. (laughs) Here we go. Got one right here. Um, This is where I need Elliot to take over so I can grab a drink. So anyways, Toms are hammering, and I actually got a little video of it on my phone, and I am, oh, I don't even know, 80 yards away from them. I can see them through the woods in the tree, um, and there's just like half a dozen turkeys that I can see, and there's even more than that in the tree. So they're just hammering. I'm calling. They're hammering. And then this one hen actually uh, starts going at it too. And she's pretty, uh, aggressive to the point where I'm like, am I dealing with another hunter? I'm supposed to be the only one in here. That's what I thought. I thought that somebody was trespassing on the other side of these toms, but I would call and this, this hen was calling back pretty aggressively. So the toms are gobbling back and forth, forth, at least three. So that's what I'm, I'm thinking when I'm sitting there, at least three. Um, but then they start to pitch down and the first one pitches down to me and uh i'm like oh boy they're on my side this is gonna be good and uh then the rest of them proceed to pitch down the other way and the problem is they're right on the edge of this creek so this is like almost the same scenario i have a barrier where the turkeys if they go on one side or the other you just can't get to them or you can't get get them to come to you rather so i could wade through the creek kind of stink because it's uh it's deeper than I want to go. I'm going to have to wear my waders in there, I think. <laughs> or I just need a man up and walk across it. That's probably what I need to do. Um, I just wasn't prepared to have to wade through the creek. So anyways, they pitched away from me after the first one or two pitched towards me. And uh, I thought I was going to be in business. But they started to pitch that way. I think some of the toms in that hen pitched first to the um, to the left it was, uh, that's the, the West for me there. So they pitched off to the West and then as they did that, they started walking away instead of towards me and the rest of the turkeys hearing them calling the hen was pretty adamant too, hammering and, uh, the, the toms were gobbling and they all kind of walked away. So at that point I kind of walked up there, inspected things after they kind of got out of there. Um, like I said, first time being in there. So it's almost a little bit of a scout, you know, marked, marked the roost tree on, on X, um, and kind of got a good lay of the land as far as where they went and and checking out the maps. I figured they were going to this big field towards the West and sure enough they were. So I circled back around, try to get as close as I could to that field and I could get about, about 50 yards from the edge of the field. So I walked over there all the way around, circled around, um, I mean, a good half, maybe a half mile. Uh, No, that's probably not right. A quarter of a mile. Let's go with a quarter of a mile. Circled back around, set up on that creek, and just started calling. Just, I just wanted to see if I could get a response to know for sure if they were in that field um, because I wasn't sure if I could see it from the road. So um, sure enough, the only thing that calls back is that hen. And she is just... 
I mean, I think she's just mad. So I'm calling. She's calling. I'm calling. I'm like, all right, well, if she comes in, maybe I can get one of these toms with her too. So sure enough, I'm calling. She's calling. She's getting closer and closer. And so then all of a sudden she goes silent. So I'm just sitting there still posted on a tree. um, And next thing I know, she is exactly across the creek from me, just given the tiniest little cluck, cluck, cluck right across from me. And uh, there she is at 20 yards. So I look through the woods behind her, and sure enough, one of the toms has followed her in off the edge of the woods, and he's off that field just barely. And so he's probably like 45 yards, and I can't see anything except for as a fanned-up bird. So I did not feel comfortable with the 410, which I don't I think I mentioned. I got a new 410. Yeah, I mentioned it on a previous podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. I didn't feel comfortable with the 410 and especially not being able to, you know, pick out vitals or anything like that. Couldn't pick out his head through all, all the brush there at taking the shot. So I see him, I call and pretty much the hen just circles up to the Creek, doesn't see anything, doesn't see a decoy and circles back out into the field and pulls that Tom away. So that was it. I packed up and headed up to Michigan did I could have got more aggressive? Could have jumped over the creek right then and tried to get it. May, I mean, maybe I could have got a shot. I mean, the only way they could have came back in is through the area they left. I don't know how long I would have had to sit there, but they probably would have came back eventually. But I knew I had to get up here, so I got out and I'm like, all right, I know a lot more about this spot and I will be ready for another morning sit. So that's where we are on this um, right now. Turkey camp fire going. It's time for. Uh, a little bit of shut eye. It's dark now, and uh, you know I've, I went out before I recorded this, trying to see if I could. Uh, I didn't want to get too far in there. John, John uh, kind of warned me not to go too far and bust any. So I, I walked down the path maybe forty yards and <clears throat> started uh, giving some calls, seeing if I couldn't get uh, some gobbles. And I got I got one reply way off in the distance. So you know some a starting point, but I think he knows the area pretty well a lot better than me um so i'll kind of lean on him for that tomorrow but excited about that so stay tuned guys i'm going to give you that update here um after we're done with that so i will see you guys in a while all righty all right folks well we are back it is post hunt we just got done i got john with me how's it going john i am doing pretty doggone good right now oh yeah I was exhilarating. It was awesome. <laughs> so I give you give you a little bit of an introduction. I've actually hunted with you last year for the first time. Came up. We had a duck hunt. Um, I think what we killed like a mallard and two wood ducks or two wood ducks and a mallard. No, it was, it was embarrassing. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> hey, you know that's that's hunting. Um, anytime you never know how it's gonna go. Um, and that's why it's hunting. That's why it's a lot of fun. You know, you never know what you're gonna get. Um, but on that day. We uh we got a few, so um, it didn't make the YouTube cut. So you guys haven't seen them anywhere on the channel yet. But um, I'm out here with John again. I think we talked even talked about turkey hunting then on that day. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, I think you rolled your eyes at me and you're like, ah, you talked this duck hunt up, and there's nothing here. <laughs> so I don't know about this turkey thing. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I don't remember. To be honest, I don't remember if I what I thought, but um, I do remember you talking about your property um up north at least it's, it's uh, up north for me um not too far from you right yeah we're in saginaw county michigan right now just nice. barely just barely yeah 
Yeah, and just just to kind of set the scene a little bit, I think, man, I might have even talked about this last night, but, I mean, you go up, for me, going up north in Michigan, I mean, you got, it's it's such a different feel than it is in Indiana, just even, like, the trees and all that, there's a good mix of pine trees, and it's just a nice, cool feel of a forest, Um, it does feel like they're a little bit more open, less undergrowth, maybe that's just because it's not summer yet, but. (laughs) Very true. But yeah, so we got out here, um, and you know, appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm glad you made it. <laughs> it's awesome. So, um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and talk about the hunt. So you got here this morning, man. It was like 5:45. I'm just chilling. I'm I still need to have my uh, my camo on all the way, eating a granola bar, and then I hear a voice outside the bus. I'm like, oh, and that was, you were right there. Yeah, so I, I I tend to try to sneak up on people, <laughs> use my ninja skills, and yep. On the way here, I actually. Uh, probably about a mile down the road on the southeast side of the property. Before I got here, I I stopped my truck, turned it off, and did an owl hoot. And I I heard a faint one. I thought it might have been right on the border of the property, so I knew we were going to get into something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I did. Uh, I went out and called a little bit last night, um, seeing if I'd hear anything uh, get put to bed. I mean, I walked down this path, oh, about fifty, sixty yards. And was calling every 20 yards. And the only thing I heard was about, like, what you're saying, uh, off the edge of the property almost, way down there. And while we're in the tent, I think we could hear turkeys off that way. So that's probably what we heard there. But um, They snuck in on you. Yeah, yeah. No, then I, I got out of the bus, and I think you already were out hooting. I, I started out hooting, too. And, uh, I mean, they are just hammering. And, I mean, what is that, 150 yards from us, 100 yards? Yeah. Yeah, probably right in there. Right in there, somewhere in there. Uh, I mean, and just hammering, gobbling, and gobbling. they're gobbling back at each other, just back and forth right there. So, I mean, what do you think the chances are that, that I called them and they, they roosted there? So I think knowing your property is key, and I, knowing this property, I think either you called them last night and they started coming in silent and they roosted near where you were calling, or they traditionally go to those spots, or a combination of both. Yeah, it just seems a, a little weird that they weren't calling back. But, I mean, they don't always do that on their, their roost. Or maybe they just weren't there yet. So, I don't know. Because um, it was, I'm trying to think, it was about 9 o'clock when I was calling. So, I figured they should have been there. But traditionally, like this spot, I would say I only get them to gobble in the evenings 25% of the time. So, they could have been there. They could have been, in they the could have been right in that yeah. tree. Yeah. So that's a good thing I didn't walk much for, further. And you kind of warned me of that, not to go too far back there. And, and uh, If you would have got here earlier, like 3 o'clock yep. or earlier, mm-hmm. you'd have been golden. You probably would have shot one last night. <laughs> but when you got here, I don't know, 6, 630, yep. like, I was like, yeah, it's kind of late. Now. Oh, yeah. Pushing them out. Yeah. No, and I, I mean, I prefer, if I have a preference, it's, you want to get them in the morning, gobbling, all aggressive, fanning up. It's just such a cooler show. So you definitely did that. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we decided not to walk down the path through your woods. We went around the woods, out through a field, and we we're booking it. I mean, just we had to go down the road, hop a creek, we're and both sweating. Yeah, bad. power walking through the field just about as fast. I can barely keep up with you. <laughs> and we get up to the tent, throwing decoys out. You're setting them up. Um, I get the camera set up, excuse me there, I guess I uh, got some morning phlegm, sorry about that, everybody listening. uh, Is it even 7.30 yet? Yeah, no, it's early, (laughs) Um, but we got got out in the blind, I was setting up my cameras, 
you ran down to the other end of the pass starting calling and they just started hammering and you're like oh man they're already off i hear i hear your boots pounding on the ground you're running back running back because <laughs> i thought they were coming yeah they, i think one was on the ground when you started calling one was still in the tree probably so and then we're like are they getting closer are they getting further but they must have got spread out a little bit one got on the ground started walking towards us then the other one they got together and then then it was on it was like I don't know, 50 yards behind, nah, I don't know. They're, they're coming in, but like they started hammering and they're right behind us coming in. At that point, we're like, all right, it's happening. <laughs> yeah, it was done deal. Once they once they flew out of the roost in our direction, it was game over. <laughs> you just had to make the shot was all. Yeah, yeah. And so I hope I hope I got your face on the camera because either I think my GoPro might have been blocked by me, but you look through the back and you're like, they're at 10 yards behind us. <laughs> yeah, because you, you were facing to the east and they were coming from the west. And we were trying not to move around a lot to make noise in the blind. And I'm looking behind because I'm on the ground out of the chair on my knees. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to run a camera and call in. And, you're, you know, we got you set up for a primo shot. And I could see through the little window behind. And it's like, <laughs> here they come. They're yeah. here now. And it was like, they were like, they hammered it like, like I said, 50, somewhere like 50 or 30 yards. And we didn't know they were that close. And I literally was like in in uh, the um, act of changing my clothes i mean i had had, i had too much clothes on it was hot from you know running all the way back down there um so i'm taking off uh my thermal uh pullover and trying to get back on the camo and you're like they're coming you gotta you gotta get still and quiet i'm like yeah sure i gotta (laughs) let me zip this up get my my shirt on and we'll be good to go so um at one point i don't even think you realize how close they were and then you looked at me and you go i hear them drumming yeah, and I'm like, yeah, they're ten yards yeah. right there. Yeah, they were like, if if the blind would have been had an opening on that side, we would have seen them. Probably been able to shoot them from that side oh, or yeah. behind us. They're oh like, yeah, for sure. They were right there. They came right behind the blind. So, uh, kind of the the kill zone there. It has a field on our left, um, and uh, you know your Death Valley coming through right through the front, and they walked <laughs> between those right behind us. Yeah, the one blind spot. Yeah, the one blind spot. Be- behind the blind so it's like so you got the 360 is all the way around and that blind is probably like 300 and you got that 60 degrees and they walked right in there yeah, yeah. so uh, but then then they uh now here I'll, I'll let you tell this part <laughs> when they came around the side yeah they came around the side oh man well i'll start it but then you talk about your gun <laughs> they came around and I'm, I'm trying to get them on the camera and i'm just i'm trying to film both birds, because they're both nice birds. I mean, I'd have been happy shooting either one of them. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't have a tag anymore, but I'd have been happy shooting either one of those birds. And I'm trying to like think which one is he gonna shoot, <laughs> and I'm trying to do the camera thing, and then you're trying not to move, and they are at, I don't know, eight yards, puffed up at the decoy. Not, not even, man. They're like a, they pass at like five. I mean. Was the difference between eight and five yards? Right, almost nothing. Right. I think I think they passed at five and went out to like eight. Where yeah, the decoy yeah. was ish, and then they weren't even at the decoy yet. I don't think. I think they were. Yeah, I think they're between right. us and the decoy. Yeah, you're right because yeah. they were just they were just about to be on her because he was fanning. Mm-hmm. And then you shot. Yeah. So you want me to take back now? <laughs> yeah, because I'm not looking at you. I'm like last week with my boy, not looking at the shooter. I'm trying to look at the bird, and I'm like. Wait, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, so anyways, um, I missed my first shot. So um, here's here's time for my excuses. So the bird's coming in 
from left to right, and you know how all the blinds have the bars coming through. So I get on it. I mean, I'm on them. I could have killed them, but I'm like letting them kind of work in, and I'm checking out both. I'm like, I have them both there, kind of see which one looks like the better Tom. And, uh, you know, I decide on the, the front one eventually. But by then, like my gun runs into that bar, so I have to like back my gun out. Like just, it was like two or three inches. And when I set up, I thought I checked that. I thought I, I saw that I could swing past it. But when the turkey came in, I couldn't. So it was like two, three inches. I couldn't get past that bar. <clears throat> and I swing it around. And when I do that, he drops his fan and he's like, oh, crap. Because <laughs> he, he saw us. He knew he knew he screwed up. I didn't even see that part. I'm going to have to watch that back. Yeah. No, he, he, dropped, he dropped his fan. He's like, oh, crap. And then he starts doing the, the bob in the head thing about ready to spook and i probably maybe i rushed my shot at that point because that's when i move i put it back on it and i pulled the trigger um and i had it i mean i had this thing patterned and, and sighted in at 20 yards before before we came so and he ran yeah so i shot but the other one like did that little jump fly thing Right. Yeah, so maybe maybe i maybe i even bumped him i don't know i don't know if i hit him or not at all but either way he he kind of jumped and ran, and then... Um, or was he the one that did the little jump fly thing and then ran? I, I got it all confused. Uh, yeah, we'll have to watch the footage again. I think he just ran. Um, and then I had to take my gun back in, around the bar again, and he got out to about tw- 20 yards, and I dropped him. So uh, I was telling you, I'm like, I only put two shells in my gun because <laughs> I've never missed a turkey. And, you know, first time... Uh, can't believe with a red dot it's supposed to be easier right yeah <laughs> first time shooting a red dot and i missed him high i think i think i was high on the bird um but then you know swung it back around and took him down so went from turkey oh, turkey, turkey aiming to rabbit aiming real quick. <laughs> i think he stopped when i was shooting maybe not maybe he's just running straight away from us he was either running straight away or he just briefly stopped and you you definitely Put yeah. the hammer on him on that second one. Yeah. 410. First time. First time shooting the 410. First time with the red dot. First Michigan turkey. First first out-of-state turkey. <laughs> I kind of called it last week. And then you were like, well, we got the opener in Indiana Wednesday. And I was like, ooh, man, I don't want to wish him bad luck for the opener. <laughs> yeah, you said, what'd you say? Uh, oh, I, I bet you'll uh, break it in on Saturday. Yeah, I bet you break that in at Michigan on Saturday. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I got my opener on Wednesday. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, hopefully you do it then. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Wasn't trying to jinx you, but no. you got one with your dad. So. Yeah. Yep. Dad got one. That was awesome. So now we're both on the board. So I still got my Indiana tag and, and we'll see what happens. But no, that was, that was super awesome, man. I really appreciate you having me out here. Yeah. I'm glad you came out. I could redeem all my, my crap talking from duck hunting. And, <laughs> no, no. And we got out of the blind too, to get your bird. And there was a hen clucking at us. Yeah. There's hens clucking. There was still Tom's goblin probably on the property. And the crazy thing is, is they left those hens to come to where we were calling with our decoy. Yep. Which is a crazy thing to me. Oh, yeah. Because usually, at least for here, and what I've seen in my experiences, is either the toms are by themselves without hens and they come in, or the hens come in, like... Bring the toms, yeah. yeah. and bring the toms, and I'll have to sit and watch and wait for yeah. an hour. Who knows? Maybe those toms got off the limb first. Yeah, maybe. And the and, hens stayed up. Yep, yeah, and then they hopped down to come follow them. But you're right. A lot of times it's it's uh, the other way around, or you know, other option they could could have already mated them here in the last couple of days or that's, something. That's so. true. I've seen a lot of solo hens breaking off and running around. I'm assuming they're nesting right now. But yeah, yeah. But awesome, man. This is this has been awesome. So 
Good deal. Yeah. Back, I'm back to Indiana and uh, got one more, one more tag to fill, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know if I'll if I'll try to hit up another state and get a little little crazy, but you never know. So <laughs> you got plenty of time. Yep, it's early in the season. Well, congrats, brother. Appreciate it. Alrighty, folks, how's it going? Um, I want to give you guys kind of a wrap up on this turkey podcast. I'd hoped that I would get my Indiana bird pretty quickly after I got home. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm still gone after it. Uh, I did another two morning sits and an evening sit, um, and no cigar. I am chasing on a small property. I'm chasing a Tom with that is very hinned up, very super, super vocal hen, um, and calling contest between me and her and the gobbler. And well, she's winning. So <laughs> I think I'm going to change it up. I got some other properties, but this one was uh, another new one for this year. And just, it's a really cool spot with a Creek running through it. Um, a lot of low spots and thick areas and then some open areas too, that are where the, the turkeys are roosting. So, um, interesting and fun challenge to get aggressive on them. Um, but so far that hasn't panned out. Um, but you learn something new on every hunt. So anyways, guys, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this Turkey trip podcast um make sure to let me know guys feel free to reach out facebook instagram email whatever you guys got for contact for me let me know if you enjoy these series where i do it kind of out of the bus um on site i personally really enjoy them also want to give another uh big thanks to john having me out to his property um i don't think we said it but he films some youtube videos as well on his channel um field the freezer he's got an instagram he's just got up this year and i think he's trying to grow that as well so feel free to um go check him out uh for all you michigan boys he does that michigan content up there i know there's a lot of good old boys and and michigan hunters that listen to this podcast so that's all we got for today guys signing out jordan from duckin chronicles and we'll see you guys on the next one